Hey, welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight on this Wednesday night here on uh, Double K Country. Again, don't forget, uh, coming up a little bit later on, Liberal Lady Bulldog Basketball Semifinals, Class 1, District 5, down at Liberal. Tony Abadie on the call as they get set to take on Dadeville in their semifinal matchup. But we're talking Nevada Tiger Basketball as the head coach, Sean Gray, as this, this regular season rapidly winding down. And now district play, of course, getting underway this weekend, which we'll cover a little bit later on in the segment. Uh, but, Sean, a couple more wins, and you got uh, 20 wins on the season. got a chance to rest on that for a little while. So, as I was talking about with uh, Coach Bartlett last night on pregame and afterwards, just 20 just sounds a whole lot better than 19. It does, Mike. <laughs> and it's – you know, that's something, you know, people just – they think of a 20-win season. It just they, they think of a team having a fine season. And uh, congratulations to the girls and, and, and uh, Coach Bartlett. They've, they're having a fine year. And uh, proud of our guys and the year that they've had. And like you said, district tournament right around the corner – a big game on Thursday, so uh, we want to keep improving and uh, finish the season strong. All right, so we're going to go back now. We're going to go back and break down uh, the two games you did play in the last week, and that starts uh, last Thursday night. Big night against El Dorado Springs. Uh, and uh, first of all, before we get into the game, what an atmosphere, huh? That was, I don't know if you could find a place in that joint. Gosh, it was packed. And, you know, the El Dorado Springs girls, phenomenal. Brought a big crowd with them. Our girls, very, very tough. Uh, so, our girls have drawn well all year, and then you combine that with the hype that that game had right before ours. Uh, and then geographical rivals, it's always a good crowd with Eldo, but that was – you're right, Mike. That Hard-pressed to find a better high school atmosphere than what we had on uh, Thursday night. And Nevada got the win. The boys game 62-33 to to get that 19th win of the year. They improved to 19-3. and uh, Dalton Gaiman, who didn't play much of the first half, but certainly responded in the second half. 21 points, only player in double figures for Nevada. But the story of the night was that uh, under the gun, <laughs> so to speak, tried to get it done but while still playing at home before going to Sedalia the next night, was able to get uh, to that 1,000-point plateau and uh, did it with a three-pointer, of all things, to get to 1,001, and what a night for him. It was a fun night to to see Dalton earn that accomplishment. And what we were really proud of, Mike, was that Dalton did a good job of letting the game come to him, had several assists, uh, shared the ball, and didn't just look to score every time he touched it, wasn't just thinking about that, uh, you know, achieving that milestone, so to speak. And on a night uh, when it was senior night and we honored all four of our seniors, uh, we were able to get, I think, nine guys in the scoring column, able to get the the convincing, I think, 29-point win, and also uh, see Dalton achieve that all in one night. It just made it for, for an all-around special night, and, uh, and, and uh, we were really proud of our guys. Well, got a devil just under two minutes to go. Again, hit that three-pointer from the wing and uh, put him over that 1,000-point. Martin needed 20 going in, ended up with 21. And uh, you always want to do that on your home floor. You don't have to worry about it. You know, and, of course, uh, for the girls, Paige Dahmer did it on the road. But uh, and but you want to, if you had the opportunity to do it at home, you want to do that. It's nice to – there are some people, Mike, that don't always get a chance to travel to watch us on the road. And, you know, Dalton's been a four-year senior for us and, and, and the, the – contingency of wind gym uh, fans that have watched him play over the years I really enjoyed seeing him get that uh, more people got to watch it our guys did a good job of running some plays late for him uh, we got a, a, a big dunk play mm-hmm. for him along the way and then we just flipped the script um, they were expecting the dunk play so instead of back screening we just screened down and I, I think everyone could kind of see it developing our guys knew the play we saw that it was going to be open and no one has spent as much time in the gym as Dalton over the last year, uh, just continually working on his game. And uh, for someone who maybe as a freshman and sophomore 
was more of a bruiser, just an athlete that was that was really active around the basket. He's really turned his game into something where he's a big time scoring threat from the perimeter as well, and uh, fitting uh, that he got it on on a on a three point play from the outside. And loved the fact that he gave his teammates credit in the post game that he couldn't have done it without them as well. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it was fun for sure. And the other seniors who were recognized, as you said, Grant Miller, uh, Noah Cheney, and Matthew Thorpe, uh, they got extended minutes. Of course, Noah does anyway, but uh, Grant and Matthew getting extended minutes, getting to play together uh, with the other seniors quite a bit, and they they all made contributions. They did, Mike, and they they all do a great job. They're superstars in their role. Um, and I think to have a great team, you don't have to have a great team of superstars. You have to have a great team of guys who star in the role uh, that, that is best for them on the team. Noah playing defense, making open shots uh, in a timely fashion, attacking the basket when, when people are hugging other guys. Grant Miller drawing charges, uh, using his length to be an active defender. Making He made that open three in the, in the first quarter that – we ran a play to get him an open look, and he's a good shooter. Sometimes he's a, a little too apprehensive to shoot it. Uh, really good to see him hit that shot uh, in, the, in the first half. And then Matthew Thorpe on the boards and around the basket, again, starting his role the way that we know he can. So really enjoyed getting to see those guys get the start together uh, in win gym. Enjoyed seeing them play big minutes together. They've been a big part of this program. I mean, four years of – of blood, sweat, and tears, and, and uh, to see them go out the way that, that they did on uh, on Thursday was was special, and we're sure going to miss those guys. It was an interesting game uh, because uh, after the girls' game, uh, with everything that came with that, and it was like the whole place was just exhausted after that girls' game with going to overtime and uh, the way that it ended and so on and so forth. And it's not often that the boys' game is more sluggish than the, on the double header than the girls' game was. And you go from one to the other, but that's the it's really really the way it was. It's almost like we we're playing in slow motion in that first half. It was, and then you combine the fact that we we really asserted ourselves early, and and I I don't think that there was much question after the first quarter uh, the way that we dominated mm-hmm. it. That what the outcome was no longer in doubt. Maybe a little bit. So. Uh, Air was taken out a little bit, but I still think our home fans, uh, while uh, the energy wasn't as high, I think uh, the appreciation for watching Mm -hmm. those guys play and and then seeing Dalton achieve that milestone in the fourth quarter uh, still made it a a really good game. Yeah, yeah, definitely the excitement built in that fourth quarter when everybody knew where he was was trying to get. Well, let's move on to the game against Smith Cotton on Friday night, 61-52, Nevada on the road. Playing a former WCC foe, Nevada getting one number twenty on the year with that uh, with that victory, sixty one fifty two, and uh, again uh, the combination of Logan Applegate and Dalton Gaiman. Uh, Logan this time with thirty one points, and uh, then uh, Dalton chipping in with twenty three. Good night, the free throw line, and uh, I'm sure you want to have more balance scoring, but those two had it going and score fifty four of your sixty one points. They sure did, Mike, and you know Smith Cotton came out and guarded us hard. All the way around, I mean, they seemed like they were pressuring everybody on the court. And when you're as athletic and as quick to the basket as Logan is, and then when you're able to score, uh, and when you're as physical as Dalton is, they're going to take advantage of teams defending that way. And they sh- they sure did that. Um, and then our other guys, you know, Logan, Lane, Noah, they they kind of understood the way we were being guarded and understood that if they set good screens for Logan and Dalton, that they would get good scoring opportunities. You know, Applegate had that hot hand, and Smith Cotton even tried in the second half to, to throw a box and one at Applegate. And again, our guys did a great job of setting good screens, feeding him with that hot hand, and uh, 
then you combine the good free throw shooting from both Dalton and Applegate, and, and they were just a hard duo to stop. They can Smith got certainly gave you a challenge. Uh, they hung in there the entire way. They've got some good players over there, and uh, uh, did they do some things that might have surprised you a little bit? You know, they we knew going in that they had a couple guys that could shoot the three pretty well, and uh, the Thompson kid and the Groupie kid both hit some open threes in the first quarter, which maybe you know, just watching them on film, I, maybe we didn't give them the respect uh, that we needed to. Uh, you know, the Groupie kid, who we thought maybe he was just a shooter, uh, he also attacked the basket more than, than we've seen him do to this point. Uh, and, and, and he surprised a little bit in that first quarter. Uh, and then we were really cold from the outside. We had some really good looks from guys that normally knock down open shots that just didn't hit. I think we shot either in the in the high teens or low 20% from the perimeter in the first half. We're a much better shooting team than that. Proud of our guys at halftime. Uh, you know, we it, it was a it was a pointed halftime discussion about us being lackadaisical with the basketball, unforced turnovers where we just dribbled it off our foot, threw the ball out of bounds several times, and limited our possessions on one end. And talked about how you know the shots will fall, missing shots. That's that's not what's going to get you beat. It's giving the ball away at one end and then giving up easy baskets at the other end. In the second half, we were much harder to score on. We took away the easy baskets for Smith Cotton. Then on the offensive end, did a good job of valuing the ball, getting our guys better, more looks. And uh, when you can improve at halftime and, and clean things up like that, that's a sign of a team that's going to be tough to beat and uh, proud of the way that our guys were able to clean things up in the second half. Yeah, people may not know if they didn't see the game or were there, you were down at halftime by six, 30 to 24, but a big third quarter, outscoring them 19-7, got you back up by six, and then they go on to win it by nine and get to win number 20 on the year, now sitting at 20-3 and three on the season. All right, so we move forward to uh, the final game of the regular season now coming out tomorrow night, and uh, that will be, again, another WCC former foe, uh, the uh, Yellow Jackets of Kansas City Center. And, uh, you know, anytime you think of center, you think uh, you think of athletes. And uh, is that any different for tomorrow night? This is one of the most athletic teams they've ever had, Mike. And one thing that makes this center team different is that they're heavy on the front line. Uh, we've seen a lot of center teams that can roll, you know, 10 or 12 guys at you and a lot of quick guards. This team, they run four or five different guys at you that are 6'5 or taller that are really physical around the basket. Um, it all starts with K.J. Spiller. We've we've mm-hmm. seen him for a couple years now. He started as a freshman for him, now as a junior. Uh, you look at him on the floor, and you just it, he looks like a man amongst boys from a physicality standpoint, the way that he is built and the way that he plays the game. I mean, just a, a very thick, strong, athletic kid who's developed his outside shots. Uh, I think he's averaging 16 or 17 points a game. Uh, and can attack the basket, can post up, and can also make an open three. They've got a really nice young sophomore, Cortez Stevenson. He's about 6'6", left-handed kid. They use he with Spiller in a lot of pick-and-roll action. He'll set ball screens and roll to the basket. Spiller will try to get downhill. They'll post him up, and, and he's got really a soft touch around the rim. We've got to work hard to limit those two guys. Uh, and like any – game against a team like center we have to make it a half court contest because with their physicality and with their length they really try to pressure you they really try to uh hound you uh, and they bank on the fact that if you do drive by them they're going to have big strong athletes around the rim to help protect it 
Um, if it's a track meet, if it's a back and forth type game, center really, you know, they're, they're going to have an advantage over about anybody they play. And, and we've done a good job in a lot of different games, you know, teams like Joplin, Pittsburgh, of making games half court. Uh, you look at a game like a William Christman game where we were only able to do that for two and a half or three quarters. We will have to have four quarters uh, where we dictate the pace of play. If we do that, uh, if we keep them off the glass, all that size and length, then uh, then we like our chances because we, we've really got guys that can handle the ball, that can shoot the ball. Um, but it, it comes to, down to limiting Spiller and Stevenson in the half court and then keeping it a half court game for four quarters. They don't have their Van Horn game listed from last night, unless you know the result of it. But uh, uh, but as of now, uh, before since that game is not posted, the record sitting at fifteen and eight. Depending on how the Van Horn game came out last night, is this a team that's better than their record because of who they play? Absolutely, and uh, you know, it seems like centers a team early in the year. They're always playing a lot of kids, and I think they dropped a couple games early in the year before they really had their rotations figured out and, and had really settled into who they were. Um, you know, I was able to watch them up in the at the William Jewell tournament. They got a good win against a good Blue Spring South team whenever Coach Talley and I went and watched them. Uh, you know, this is this is a team that those eight losses, I think I think five or six of those could have very easily went the other way. They're the two seed in their district, uh, Ray South, the one seed. Um, you know, they, they believe that on a given night, they could knock off Ray South and win their district. So it, it it should be a heck of a ball game, Mike. It will be a very good contest for us to help prepare us for district play. Um, and, and this team will be as good or better than any of the center teams that we've seen in years past. So, again, don't forget the varsity game will be about 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Girls varsity schedule begin at 530. So, boys at about 7 tomorrow night. And we'll have that uh, on AM 1240 KNEM, uh, the audio stream, and on from Center High School on the south side of Kansas City tomorrow night. So that'll finish up the regular season. And, and yep, it's postseason time. And uh, I don't remember the last time we started on a Saturday, but that'll be the case uh, this year. The uh, Class 4 District 13 tournament begins this Saturday with first round action. Nevada Girls got a first round bye as the one seed. Nevada does play on the boys' side on Saturday as a three seed in a six team district. Let's talk about, first of all, the uh, seed meeting. That was occurring uh, basically while we were on doing the program or the program was airing last Wednesday night. You were in Harrisonville for that seed meeting. We kind of talked about it, and it didn't look like it varied really from what you talked about. Each you know each team made a good case for for their squad being uh, being strong. You know, Grandview and Ruskin both talked about how they play. They they believe that they play two of the toughest schedules in the state. Um, Grandview especially, you know, they go to the Kansas side and play you know, the Blue Valley Northwest, the Olathe South, some of the best teams in the state of Kansas. They actually also go across the state. They played CBC out of St. Louis, uh, who's one of the top teams in Class 5. Ruskin, who's they've, they've won all three of the tournaments they played in this year, um, lost to a North Kansas City team that they avenged that loss against last week. So, um you, you could have went either way voting those teams number one. And then we, we talked about ourselves how, you know, we believe that on a given night we think we, that we can beat anybody that we play. Um, on the one line, uh, Grandview got four number one votes. Uh, Ruskin got one number one vote. And then we actually received one uh, number one vote as well. Uh, so it went to Grandview. And then on the two line, uh, Ruskin received four votes for number two uh, while we, we received two votes at the two seed. And then um, – 
we were unanimous at number three other than the fact that we weren't able to vote for ourselves. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, maybe – uh, maybe a little more mystery there, but uh, it was pretty cut and dry. There, it was it was uh, it was split. Warrensburg, Harrisonville, we revoted, and then uh, Warrensburg uh, won that four to two. It didn't really matter, though. And th- you just think about the fact that one team's going to wear white and one team's going to yeah. wear red. So <laughs> I think really it was an easy revote. One team just flipped their vote to make it make it easier. Um, and I'll tell you what, Mike Pleasant Hill, who we'll talk more about here in just a second, they're probably as good a six seed. Uh, and I haven't looked at every district across the state, but you know they're capable of beating some teams, and they've been really hot lately. Uh, won a game at Harrisonville last night, so uh, it's it's a tough district. It's a deep district. We think that there are probably three teams in our district that can make a run to the final four, and then another three teams in our district that that on a given night could knock anybody off. So it should be a fun, competitive district tournament. It's got to be one of the strongest districts, certainly in Class Four. Uh, around you, when you have three teams, well, Ruskin was state ranked. I don't think they still are, but they were state ranked at one time. Of course, uh, you have been. Grandview is. Uh, so when you just take a look at that and in the top three spots, it's, and especially when half the field is normally state ranked, that's got to be one of the toughest districts in the state. We believe it is. I mean, the coach we were visiting, we believe it is the toughest district mm-hmm. in the state. And then you know, and then you look at the bottom end, and there's no, there's no give me games. You know, Warrensburg, Harrisonville, and Pleasant Hill. Are very good programs that are well coached. That you know they've. I think to this point they've all won at least twelve or thirteen games. So uh, again, it's going to be very very tough. Whatever team comes out of it will be battle tested and will be poised to make a run to the final four. All right. So your first round opponent will be on Saturday. It's a four o'clock, yeah, four fifteen game uh, on Saturday at Harrisonville High School, and uh, there are a number of games going on before that. So if you want to make a day of it. Uh, going up there, I think game started like at late in the morning on on Saturday, uh, but Nevada's playing the final game of the day at 4:15 against Pleasant Hill. You did see Pleasant Hill earlier in the year uh, picked up the victory by 17 at their place. That was all the way back in December when that occurred, uh, winning that one 57 to 40. But since then, they appear to have uh, improved their fortunes. They've been racking up some wins. In fact, when the bracket came out, they had six wins on their record. Now they've got 11, and uh, they've won. Uh, well, you sit here and look at it. Uh, Seven out of their last nine, they seem to be on team on a roll right now. They are, and it started their their point guard Jackson Lawler. Um, in the in the seed meeting, Coach Messenger at Pleasant Hill talked about how in conference play he's averaging over twenty points per game. He's really come into his own and, and kind of established himself as the leader. I think early in the year they had three or four different guys that they weren't sure on a given night who would would be kind of be that alpha. Now that Lawler has taken that over for him. The pieces have kind of fallen into place, and and they've been a handful. I think if you look at the, our final score against them, you know, forty to fifty-seven, it it doesn't really tell the true story. I mean, we it was fourteen to twelve after the first quarter. Logan Applegate was in foul trouble mm-hmm. in that first half. Uh, he sat for for a good portion of it. Um, they played us tough. They're a physical team. Uh, you know, they're a team that if you don't show up ready to play, if you overlook them. Uh, they can give you more than 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 what you want, so we'll have to limit the Lawler kid on Saturday. They've got some size inside. They don't necessarily have a post player that wows you from a scoring standpoint, but they're physical inside. We'll have to match that physicality without getting into foul trouble. And again, it will be key that we don't overlook them. That we go in with the mindset we have to play our best basketball uh, because you don't want 
you don't want to get a dogfight on your hands that, that goes into the fourth quarter because we've seen at different times when when, a, when an underdog believes they can win in the fourth quarter, anything can happen. So we'll look to go up and assert ourselves early and uh, hopefully take care of business on Saturday. I did misspeak uh, earlier or misspoke earlier. Warrensburg and Harrisonville do play after Nevada on Saturday. That game is scheduled for 6 o'clock at Harrisonville on Saturday. Harrisonville in their home court, they got the primetime game. At 6 o'clock on Saturday evening, that's okay. We'll get home earlier. Uh, but uh, there is a, the other boys' game will be after the two girls' games, uh, first-round player before Nevada plays uh, Pleasant Hill on Saturday. So should be a heck of a district tournament, Class 4, District 13. Uh, if Nevada is able to get by Saturday, then they would turn around and play Ruskin next Tuesday at uh, 7.30 back at Harrisonville. Since we don't talk again until next Wednesday, let's just do a hypothetical. And uh, uh, real quickly, uh, we've already talked a little bit about Ruskin, but uh, uh, what should we know about them if you see them next Tuesday? The William Christman coach told me that they're as athletic as any team in Kansas City and that he believes they have the best overall athletes. Uh, they've got a forward who's about 6'6", that on film, I mean, he comes from out of nowhere and just blocks shots, wipes them away. Um, and then they've got a couple guards who pressure you so hard they create a lot of turnovers. It, again, if, if we're able to advance, which which we believe we can and we play them, it will be another game where dictating the pace, making it a half-court game will be key, and then forcing their athletes that like to kind of sit around the rim and block shots, forcing them to come out on the perimeter to guard us uh, will be another key. And, and we believe with Dalton and his ability to shoot the ball from the outside – that's something we can do. And then when we do spread them out, then guys, our guards should be able to attack the basket as well. But regard, you know, regardless in this district tournament, who you play on what mm. given night uh, should, should, should really, really be fun. And there should be some good ball games. And our guys really feed off of a good atmosphere. You know, Pleasant Hills just a hop, skip, and a jump from, from Harrisonville. We look for them to bring a good crowd on Saturday. We'd love for our, our fans to, to make it out on Saturday afternoon and, and uh, help to uh, hopefully fill the stands up. Yep, look forward to it. At that time of the year is here. Man, it's always a fun time of the year. There's nothing like it when you get to postseason basketball and uh, play, you move on. And uh, if you don't, then you're checking in uniforms in a couple of days. So we look forward to, forward, uh, to the matchups uh, coming up uh, starting on Saturday. Of course, the one tomorrow night at center. You got no, you know, your next three or four games are going to be all of them, depending on how long the season goes. Well, basically, from here on out, you're going to be some, facing some really quality opposition. It is. And this is a group that's risen to the occasion and we feel like our guys play their best basketball in in big time games against tough competition we don't think that will be any different we do not feel like that will be any different uh, we're excited to see these guys and uh and and see the product that they're able to put on the floor the, in the upcoming week all right look forward to it uh, again uh, Veda at center tomorrow night in kansas city then on the road at harrisonville saturday opening round of district play against pleasant hill again as a 415 game on saturday of course we'll have it all covered for you on Double K Country and our online outlets, including Nevada Mo TV. Sean, thanks for the time, and uh, we'll see you in Kansas City tomorrow night. And then back here next Wednesday is our final Tiger Talk of the Year since spring breaks earlier. Uh, next week will be our uh, final Tiger Talk of the Year, so we'll look forward to that as well. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. That's uh, head coach Sean Gray of the Nevada Tigers. We'll come back, and we'll talk wrestling for the final time this season. Of course, they had their state tournament uh, last weekend in Columbia, and Tony Abadie and David Hawks are going to talk about that after this timeout on Tiger Talk.